Welcome to Legacy Women's Podcast, where we seek to encourage women in their relationship with God and one another through monthly conversations with the women of Cornerstone Church of Knoxville. Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for listening. To me, it feels like a lifetime ago that I recorded the last podcast with Janie Ortland and Julie Lowe, but it was just over a month ago, and um, I've been thinking what a gift it was to be able to have that conference, completely unaware of what was to come with the COVID-19 pandemic. Thinking back, I, I think particularly Janie's first talk and Julie's talk on suffering can really serve us right now, and so I'm thankful we were able to hear those. During these unsettling and challenging times, I also wanted to chat with some women from the church to hear how God is meeting them through all of this so that we can be encouraged in our faith. Each lady is going to answer three questions. Um, The first one is, what is keeping you sane right now while you're social distancing? We're all canceling plans and becoming increasingly isolated, and the days can just be tough. So I just wanted to hear how different folks are uh, spending their time and what they're doing to keep from going crazy. Uh, For me, a huge help has been FaceTiming with friends. I've just found that... um, doing texting or calls isn't enough. I want to see people's faces. And so I've done that a lot more than I ever have before. And that's been a huge gift. Um, We are still in New Mexico and um, it's been under pretty strict um, guidelines and um, social distancing rules for a while now, and especially so living on um, an Air Force base. And so we are very isolated. And so being able to see friends and talk to them through the computer has been uh, wonderful and really helpful. Another way I've been spending my time is cooking. Since we're not in our house, we're in a rental, I don't, I'm not able to do a lot of you know, spring cleaning or house projects. So I've been pouring all that domestic energy into cooking, which my family is really happy about. I've made more things that involve yeast in the last three weeks than I have probably in the last three years. So that's been fun to work on those skills. Um, The second question that the ladies are going to be answering is, what has the Lord been teaching or showing you during this time? And we know that God is always uh, teaching and growing us, but right now he definitely has our attention in a unique way. And so for me, God has been putting his finger on where my ultimate trust and hope lie. You know, as he's stripped away um, my ability to trust in life as normal and my typical feeling of life being pretty safe and predictable, uh, it's just made this more of a challenge. I would have said that I trust God and he's my ultimate treasure before all of this, but this has really forced me to reckon with that reality. And it's been good to be in that place where I am able to affirm and needing to affirm that God is the only place I can go for hope and safety. So that's one of the things God's been teaching me. Um, and then the third question that everyone's going to answer is what scriptures have been encouraging you right now? And I just honestly don't know how I would be getting through without God's word. It's been such a comfort. Um, I'm thankful I was already in Isaiah in the 40s um, when this all started to get more serious. And Isaiah 44 through 46 particularly I was in those the first couple of days and they just really helped brace my soul in those chapters God is talking to his people and they're about to go through really hard things and he's just 
promising them again and again that because they are his people, his plans, even in these difficult things that he's allowing and bringing about, his plans are redemptive and his goal is redemption and his goal is good for them. And so that just really um, has served me to think through those truths. And, and also he's just speaking to the people a lot in the first person and just saying, I am the only one you can trust. I am the only one you can go to. He's constantly comparing himself to idols, to nations, to kings and rulers, and saying they are nothing compared to me. You can't put your hope in them. And so that's been so applicable for right now when I want to put my hope in, you know, solutions from the government or doctors or numbers or data. Um, I really can't. I have to put my hope and trust in the Lord and and trust that he really is working this out for redemptive and good purposes. So these are the questions that the ladies will be answering. And I have been so encouraged as I've talked to them and heard their answers. And I think you will be too. Hi, I'm Sarah. Um, I'm single and I work in healthcare. So I'm still considered essential personnel still reporting for duty every day um so working in healthcare right now is um it's always challenging but this whole situation with the coronavirus has presented a lot of unique challenges and um um, it seems like everyone is kind of running on this adrenaline of like constant low-level anxiety, and um, I think our mindset is very much, as it always is, to protect our patients first and foremost and our coworkers, but we're dealing with a lot more than we typically would, like a, a wider scope, I guess. Um, but I will say that um, I am so grateful for my job that uh, it's not lost on me that the fact that I still have my job is a gift from God. And um, I know there are a lot of people who have been um, let go because of this. So as a single woman, especially, I'm very grateful for the Lord's provision. A couple of things are keeping me sane. Um, technology and sunshine, which normally <laughs> don't go together. <laughs> Usually if you're out in the sun, you, you know, but um, I would say for technology, um being able to still take part in church activities. So the church's live streaming services and prayer nights and um, our community group is still meeting via Zoom, which has been such a gift. And then also our community group ladies, we're meeting every sa- uh, Saturday morning to do like a book study and just time to spend with each other. So Um, Technology has allowed for us to still be intentional and meet together in fellowship, and that has been such a gift. And um, and then sunshine, of course, like just the timing of this disease is not lost on me. The fact that it's really ramped up um, as spring has sprung, and I can't imagine if it was the beginning of winter. And this was all happening, uh, but it's spring, and I, I feel like that's God's kindness because, you know, it's sunny, and we can be outside and walk and, and just sitting in the sun and reading a book or taking a walk around the neighborhood um, has been very calming. The Lord's been teaching me a few things that 
I think he's been teaching me most of my adult life, which one is intentionality um, and just being really intentional with my time has become a priority. So setting boundaries comes with that as well, creating time and space for things that give me life and saying no to things that don't, which is really hard for me. But um, fixing my eyes on what's good, what reminds me of God's goodness, his kindness, his provision. Um, And then patience. I'm not a very patient person. And all of the extra things that we've had to implement because of this. So, you know, as soon as I walk in the door, I basically, you know, you know, take my scrubs off and clean my shoes and go straight to the shower and sanitize every surface that I've touched, you know, so that I protect my roommate. And also, you know, conversely, when I'm leaving, so that I protect my patients and coworkers. And those extra additional steps and changes feel like such an inconvenience, but thinking outside of myself and being patient with the Lord, because I can want to say, I wish this was over so that I could get back to my normal life and my normal routine. And, you know, who knows how long this is going to last. And I just have to wait and be open-handed and trust the Lord that he has a plan for this. So, um, we are reading, the women in my care group are reading the steadfast devotional Bible study on the book of James right now. And I just think it's so timely because it's all about the steadfast love of the Lord and um, conversely, just our steadfastness um, as believers. But I'll just, I'll just read um, James 1, 2, or some of the verses in James that have really struck me. So James 1, 2, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. So that kind of spoke to me that we can expect suffering and we can have joy in the midst of our suffering and that our suffering is not for nothing. It produces more joy, in fact, because in it we run to God. And so our trials are not a punishment. Jesus already bore the wrath of our punishment. God's not using trials to tempt or punish, but to beckon us and to invite us to come to him. And this is his kindness to us. And James 1, 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. So, This was encouraging because God doesn't change. He's faithful. He's steadfast, immovable, unshakable, not surprised by the gravity of our circumstances. And he is the giver of good and perfect gifts. We can trust him with this trial, and we can trust him with the next one. And his character stays the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there is so much comfort in that. My name is Charmaine, and I am a college student at UT Knox, and I um, lived on campus before uh, everything kind of happened, and after 
I guess after everything kind of blew up, um, on-campus housing was shut down. So I had to move off of campus and also all of my classes transitioned to being online. So I'm now taking all like six online classes and I am living with a family from the church. So I had to move out, get all my stuff out. And yeah, I've been doing school online now. The thing that's keeping me sane, I think, is um, the porch, going outside and sitting on the porch and also just um, taking breaks from school and like reading or um, I'm learning how to edit videos for my job. So kind of like doing <laughs> different things besides school. But the I, I honestly think the porch has just like it's it's been doing something because I can go sit out there for like five minutes and I'm just like, all right. I can keep going. I can keep pushing through the day. And yeah, I think I think the Lord blessed this house with a nice porch to be able to go out there and sit and just take a minute and all that stuff. So um, I think the Lord's been teaching me a lot through this whole quarantine thing. I think one thing he's been teaching me is to depend on him more and trust him more because I think I think this is something that I just, like, constantly learn in, like, different seasons of my life. Like, I think I can learn it once, and then through a different situation, I can just relearn it again. And it it still hits me as hard or even harder than, like, learning it before in a different part of my life. Just, um, and to, I think, learning to trust him with just things that I have coming up in my life or, like, summer jobs that I have planned or just different things in life of, okay... Right now, I'm in, like, quarantine, and I don't know if this is still going to happen, but I need to trust that um, no matter what, it's it's for my good. Like, that he, he promised, like, my it's for my good and his glory. So trusting that whatever is going to happen is for my good, and it has to be far better than what I had planned for my life. So I think trusting that he knows best and his way is best has been a big thing for me learning. And I also think I've learned that um, um, Elizabeth Elliot talks about this in her book, uh, Passion and Purity. But she has this this one line that I remember. It says like, um, here and now, full of joy or full of joy here and now. It goes either one of those ways. And I think I've been learning to be in the moment of where I am like, you know, I can make plans, but right now is where God's grace is sufficient for me. Like today, right now, in this moment, this is this is where I need the Lord. There's a verse, I, I don't know exactly which one it is, but it talks about, you know, uh, the troubles will come for tomorrow. But like to God's grace is sufficient for today. So learning that, OK, right now, whether it's me doing like school or me doing work, like God's grace is sufficient for today and right now and that's all I need and like let the troubles for tomorrow will come but to rest in where I am today I think one one scripture that um um there it's actually on the bathroom here uh, in the downstairs bathroom but it's it's Psalms 90 14 I think and it's it's satisfy us in the morning satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love so that we can uh rejoice in all our days and um I think that one has just been really good because it reminds me of like lamentations when it says like your mercy is like new every morning and it's and it's reminding me okay God's mercy is new every morning like his love is what I need today right now so I I guess a lot of a lot of the learning a lot of learning of just about you know right here right now in this moment um 
this is where I need God the most and this is where I need to trust him the most. Well, hey, everyone. I'm Scarlett Cornell. I've been going to CCK now for 16 years. Um, Our living situation is we are five adults in the home. Uh, My husband works from home normally. He normally travels lots and lots. So the big difference there is that he's here all the time. I'm not working out of the home during the season. I was supposed to start a little job, but it's going to have to wait until this is over. Um, We also have three other people, um, three students living with us. Two are doing online school, college, and for the duration of the semester. And the other has the semester off and is working a little bit. So um, thankfully, everybody has a bedroom so they can (laughs) isolate if they get cabin fever. So it's kind of nice. The Lord has been showing me that I can still trust him in this circumstance. I think he has been preparing me over a period of time. Um, About a year and a half ago, I was really sick and kind of had this weird season of kind of physical and spiritual anxiety where I didn't know what was going on with me. And um, I had to uh, seek pastoral counsel because I was struggling so much having panic attacks and things like that. Um, So... uh, I think with that, just the loss of control over the situation was hardest, and it kind of feels like that right now. Like, the hardest part is just not knowing what to expect, you know, from anything, and um, so in a way, he's been preparing me this for, for this for about a couple of years, I guess, so I've been doing more readings about fear and trying to um, just be encouraged by scripture, so... I, but I've found that he is so kind to do that. It is so kind and merciful for him to prepare my heart this way. I think my go-to verse for anything is uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, the hardest part of that for me is always the with thanksgiving part. Um, just stopping to like be really intentional um, about being thankful. Um, the blessings which are everywhere. Um, so just trying to be really um, intentional about being thankful for the people around me and the situation, all the things that, the blessings that are overlooked um, as I'm bringing my request to God, I can worship him in that. What's interesting about that verse also is the beginning of it starts off with the section actually starts off with rejoice in the Lord, Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. And then it starts with do not be anxious about anything. So um, the Lord is near and the Lord is with us always. And so we're able to maintain self-control in a world that seems really out of control right now. Um, um, The last part of this section reads, uh, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, 
if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So that to me is super helpful also, because it actually points me in the direction of things I can be thinking about when I want to be thinking about the things like when I, you know, start reading my newsfeed and, and just my mind starts to wander and just thoughts are out of control, because that's really where anxiety begins. It's just what we're thinking about. Um, we can actually turn from that. We can pray, we can worship, you know, in Thanksgiving, but we could also think about all the good and things that are lovely and pure around us um, to turn our attention elsewhere. So that's what the Lord's been showing me. Hi, my name's Rachel Hovis, and I'm married to Chris. We have four kids that range from kindergarten to 10th grade. So in the midst of the COVID crisis, one way we've been affected, of course, is by doing distance learning through their school, all online, having to manage their schedules, their Google meetups, etc. Um, Chris is going to the hospital every day. He's a radiologist, so he has limited interaction with patients, but um, he does have some patient interaction. I'm an internal medicine physician, and I work at Cherokee Health Systems, and so during this time, I'm changing up what I normally do. Instead of doing my usual clinic, I'm going to the homeless clinic um, once a week. I work part-time there. So the biggest burden I feel, honestly, is for my medical friends, Um, not necessarily them getting sick, but just the weight of it all, the weight of caring for people and in a new disease with limited resources and not having everything they need. I have a friend in Nashville whose husband has a health condition, so she's separating herself from her family for right now, and there's no end in sight. So I just feel that burden of the medical system. That's probably the biggest impact that it has on me personally. The thing that's helping me keep my sanity is spring, no question. If this were happening in the middle of winter, I don't think I would make it. Um, Just going outside every day, seeing that there's more green every single day, having the sunshine, it's glorious. This has always been my favorite season of the year, just the Lent season, the longing for rebirth and resurrection, and then spring and Easter coming where everything's alive. And so that just fills me with hope. It makes my heart happy to see the sun. So that's helping us a lot around here. So when I think about um, what God has been showing me, the first thing that pops to my mind is just that I'm not in control. (laughs) That's probably obvious that we're all realizing that, that we're not in control. We know that, but it's um, much more stark right now. It's humbling. And I think it's just, it's a hard time that we're living in. We know that God is sovereign, but we also know we have responsibility and, you know, we have to think about our families. We have to think about providing for them. We have to make schooling decisions. Um, We have to weigh in on the processes of how our clinics and the hospitals handle all this. You know, we want to be a voice to influence um, our places of work and our friends, you know, to educate. And so I feel the burden, but at the end of the day, I'm not in control. And so I think and I pray and I worry and talk and, and then I remember I'm not in control. So I'm trying, it's just a tough balance between not worrying, but then taking my responsibilities seriously. You know, we take parenting seriously. We take caring for our kids and their education seriously. And so we have to plan and think. And, you know, all of that has increased during this time. Um, but through the day again and again, I feel like God's just saying, you're not in control. 
And it's a good thing <laughs> that you're not. You know, I am in control and I love you. You know, I'm going to take care of you. I actually heard Dolly Parton say the other day, you know, guys, it's going to be okay. God loves us. You know, <laughs> and it was just that simple way of putting things like he loves us. You know, I know no matter the outcome, he loves us and he is in control. We're not. So um, what's been speaking to me through the Bible lately, uh, I've actually been enjoying this Lenten devotion by Sinclair Ferguson. It's called um, To Seek and to Save. And he's, he does a really good job of just directing the reader to look at Jesus and, you know, what is it about Jesus that makes you want to love him more, what makes you want to worship him more. And so that's been helpful for me. There have been two areas in Scripture that have really stood out. The first one's in Luke 9, where it says, When the day drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. Um, he knew his destination all along. He knew the pain that was coming, the betrayal, but his face was set, and he had a commitment to do his Father's will, um, to be the Passover lamb as he was journeying toward Jerusalem. He knew he was the Passover lamb, but his face was set. And just that... Um, determination of his makes me want to love him more just knowing that he knew what he was here to do and he did it you know even though it was painful and so that makes me want to worship him and then the second one is in Luke 19 as Jesus was riding into Jerusalem on the colt right after all the hosannas were shouted he comes up to Jerusalem sees it and he just weeps and he's brokenhearted for Jerusalem and that's just striking it's that's our Lord that's his compassion for his people. And I can get behind that. You know, I can trust in that. When I know that's how my Lord feels about me and about his church and about his people, it makes it easier to trust him. So when I reflect on who he is in scripture, it just, um, it makes me want to love him more. It makes me want to worship him more. And the more I worship, the more my eyes are off myself and my worries. So those two things have really helped me just thinking about him and who he is and, and focusing on that. Well, I'm Sherry Kittrell and I'm married to Bill who is a pastor here at Cornerstone Church. And I'm 60 years old and four and a half years ago I had a heart attack. And I also deal with a chronic cough which has been checked out but my family still considers me vulnerable to the virus. So I have been um, pretty much isolated and um, it's kind of changed my life a little bit because I'm used to being out and being with my seven grandchildren. So things have changed a little bit and even Bill is doing the grocery shopping because he doesn't want me out and at the grocery store. Just because uh, Bill is a pastor, our home has really been affected because when there's a crisis, Pastors really go into high gear. And so Bill is going to be speaking for the extent of the coronavirus season. And because there's a lot of speaking, then there's a lot of hours of preparation. And so it's good for me to have something to do. And what I've found um, is that we had already started a project of cleaning everything out of our garage or our attic. And so everything's out of our attic and in our bonus room. And I'm kind of going through that, getting rid of things that we should have never have stored, and then organizing other things that will be for the kids. So that's what I'm doing, and I enjoy looking at all the memories and pulling things out and sending pictures of them to the kids. 
I definitely have a project. And, you know, the um, the pastors are really hard at work. So it's good that I have something that I'm working on at home. The Lord has really been showing me to just come to Him. So it, when I'm tempted with a thought or a fear or I'm anxious about not seeing somebody like my daughter, Lauren, um, I'm able to just come to Him and take that um, cast that burden to him and cast the burden to other of other people and just to the Lord. And so I'm trying to just run to him quickly and um, he's there, he's present. So that's always just so encouraging know that our father's right there with us and that his promises are true. So I'm relying a lot on the checkbook of the bank of faith and every promise for every day. And it's just really encourages me and strengthens my faith. So I'm grateful for the privilege of being able to just draw near to the Lord. Don't want to take that for granted during a season like this. Well, a particular verse that's really encouraged me was the verse from the message that Bill shared on Sunday, Psalm 50, verse 15. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. And then also, um, just from the checkbook of the Bank of Faith from Spurgeon, um says, do not be afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it comes, for the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. That's Proverbs 3, 25 and 26. So we should be far more shocked at the sin which deserves hell than at the hell which comes out of the sin. Anyway, I'm just encouraged by the fact that he's with me and they're present. Uh, my name is Rachel Fian. I am wife to Michael, and I have three children, ages 14, 11, and 8. Um, we've been at Cornerstone for about going on four years. Um, so my schedule is basically the same because I homeschool full-time, and except for missing out on our Tuesday co-ops, everything seems to have adjusted pretty well. Um, the one way that this has impacted our family mostly I would say is that my husband works for an airline and has for 22 years and there's just some uncertainty about um, job security um, so that's where we've been most challenged we're not as concerned so much with um, maybe catching the disease because we try to you know keep our hands clean and all of that but um, just mostly the um, job security is what we um, the fear that tempts us the most of this. So I do like to be in the kitchen, so I'm there a lot anyway, but I have been experimenting more with some ways to use sourdough. Um, I've been doing it for probably about a year now, but just some different flavor add-ins and then um, different baked goods that you can make with that. And so I think that really blesses my family also. They like to eat it, so <laughs> it's fun. Um, we are attempting to sprout some heirloom seeds for our garden. I don't have a green thumb at all. My husband does, but the kids really had fun. So we'll see if something grows from it. We'll be glad. If not, no loss. <laughs> We've been doing more games with the kids. That's fun. Um, my youngest beat me at Scrabble pretty soundly. So I was happy about that in a way. So stuff like that has been really fun. Um, 
we've signed up for Marco Polo with my mom and three younger sisters. And that has been absolutely hilarious because we've done, you know, the funny voices and we'll do filters are really good for when you don't look so great. So just these little tiny things that make, uh, make life a little more enjoyable. You feel a little more connected. Um, just try to look for those memories you can create in a time that's not um, fun necessarily, but that your kids would look back and be like, it was fine. Like it was fine. So the Lord has been showing me that, um, from Psalm 25, eight, like he is good and he does good. And that overarching theme is, um, something that tethers my heart to what is true. Like this is not haphazard. He didn't misstep in any way. And so some passages that I've been meditating on, um, mostly familiar ones, but I think that's okay to uh, mention them. Um, Philippians 4 talks about not being anxious. Um, And Paul can say this from prison. So we can say this in the comforts of our home. You know, he says, don't be anxious. And he he tells us to be content. He tells us to be thankful, you know, as we make our requests known to God. He tells us to, um, to rejoice. Like he's in prison and their prisons were terrible. He says, rejoice and the God of peace will be with you. And verse 19 of chapter four says that God will supply all our needs. And that is a promise that he, he says to us. And then to piggyback off of that, like second Peter one, three says that God has given us his divine power and has granted all we need for our life and for our godliness. That's a promise. And so um, we can we can trust the Lord, you know. Um, I was listening to a sermon series yesterday, and the pastor said a quote, and I wrote it down. He uh, it was from James one. He said, "In processing the trial that you are going through, look ahead to its benefit. Look forward, because there's so many times we can look back and say, look what God did. That was such a hard time in our lives." But God provided for us. He met us specifically. Look at these ways that he loved us. And and so I think here we are in this and we can say, one day we're going to look back and say, God, you were faithful. Your track record is 100%. You have never failed us. Was it hard? Yes. Did we have fears? Did we suffer? Sure. But the suffering that we have, we can count on joy because the trials are, um, the testing moves us to steadfastness in our faith. Like it, it says, your faith is real. This is not um, something that is, you know, only when the times are good. This is not prosperity gospel. You're steadfast. It has its full effect. And then you will be complete and perfect, lacking in nothing. And so I just want to like counsel my heart with, the truth of God's word. Nancy Lee DeMoss says that all the time. I love it when she says that. That's where we take it. We sit down um, and we, we sit across from ourselves and we, we say, think on what is true. And we, we ask God, like, you tell us not to be anxious. So God, you have to help me because I am anxious. So he gives us supernatural grace to not be anxious and to be at peace and to be at joy, to have joy. So I'm just thankful that here we are in this time and we can see that he's at work and we can have peace that no one can explain. We have that because of the gospel. 
Well, I hope hearing from these women has encouraged and strengthened your faith. And please keep an eye out. We hope to have another similar podcast out in the next week or two. Thanks for listening.